are now tuning in to the Joes on the Pros podcast with your host, Junie Riddle and Casey Warner, covering all the latest topics in today's sports. And welcome everyone to the first episode of the Joes and the Pros podcast here with the host Junie Riddle. We got a special guest today we'll be getting to in a little bit, but this is the first episode of the Joes and the Pros podcast. Very excited to get started here. And Junie, we got some good stuff to talk about today. We'll have some good stuff to talk about all year long as we go through all topics in today's sports Football, baseball, basketball, hockey, you name it. We'll get into everything in the breaking news of today's sports world. But today, we're going to be going over some good stuff. And Junie, what is that that we're going over today? Man, Casey, I'm so excited because this week we're going to start getting kicked off with the Bears and Packers at 8.20 Eastern Time, 7.20 for us Central Time. It's going to be the start of the NFL season. Everybody is super excited about uh, what's going to come this season because it really feels like there's a ton of teams that can win. So with that being said, guys, we are going to go through every single team schedule their prediction who's going to win their division the playoffs and at the very end we're going to see who's going to make it to the super bowl it's going to be a great episode guys truly great episode i'm looking forward to getting talking about some of these divisions i think some of these divisions are going to be tough to pick and maybe what you all would expect as fans maybe even fans of those teams but i really think that some of these predictions are a lot of what everybody's been picking over the offseason and I can't wait to get into some of these. Some of you all might be surprised about these, but I'm really looking forward to breaking down each division and maybe even some of the key games across the season. So we'll get back to that in just a second. What is going on, guys? We are back here at the Joes and the Pros podcast. We're going to get it started, guys. We are going to start with the our AFC predictions. Me and Casey went through. We went through all 17 weeks of the NFL. We picked every single game week by week. So we're going to start with AFC North. We're going to start with our standings. Who gets what record? Who wins? And we're going to say why we think that. Before, so I, before you get started, Junior, let me ask you this. You are a huge Steelers fan. we got to let that be known to the, to the audience out there. I am a huge Steelers fan. Ride till I die with that team. And yes, sometimes I can get a little biased, but I try to keep an open mind and try to actually predict what I think. That's good because even though we got a Steelers fan here, a Rams fan here, and we have a special guest today that's actually a Patriots fan, we try not to get as biased as we might seem sometimes, but but I think these are pretty realistic predictions, and I think you all will like these predictions. So, Junie, why don't you go ahead and get us started with the AFC? All right. With the AFC North, obviously we're going to start with the AFC North because the Steelers run the AFC North. I think this year, after losing the AFC North last year by a half a game to the Ravens, I don't think that the Ravens are going to have that great of a season this year. It's going to be Lamar Jackson's second year in the league. You know, his passing game isn't really there yet. So I'm really seeing the Ravens going going down a little bit. And I also see the Browns not doing as well either. I think that, you know, they have a conglomerate of talent that is coming into this team with a, you know, a first-year head coach. Um, I think that they're going to struggle a little bit more than people think. They have the talent, but I think the Steelers are going to take the AFC North at an 11-5 and record. With the second-place team, I'm going to have the Cleveland Browns have a little bit of a rough start. Uh, you know, some fans are going to get antsy, and they're going to be like, wow, you know, that's a waste of talent. But I have them ending at 10-6. and um, 
At third in the division, I have the Baltimore Ravens uh, coming in at eight and eight. Like I said, I think Lamar Jackson is going to struggle here in a sophomore season. These NFL defenses are going to have an entire offseason of film on him. So I think he is going to struggle a bit. But that defense and Mark Ingram coming in, having a veteran back in there, I think that they are going to pull out some of these big time wins and come in at a five. Hundred record at eight and eight, and then to bottom out the AFC North, I have the Cincinnati Bengals at three and thirteen. I personally think with the new head coach, uh, you know Andy Dalton, I just I don't I don't see anything with him. I do I don't think he's an elite quarterback at all. I think Andy Dalton is god awful, and I think they are going to wow. go three and thirteen. Yes, I just completely he went from elite to piss poor very quickly. <laughs> yes, I absolutely think that. Andy Dalton is not a great quarterback. I don't think he can win big games. I think he chokes in big moments. Um, and I think that with the new head coach and not very much talent on this Bengals team, I see them going in 3-13 and and competing for the first pick in the draft. All right, that's, that's a great take, Junie. I agree with you partially there. We have kind of similar predictions for the AFC North. But rather than that, I think I better go ahead and introduce our uh, our special guest for today. Don't you think, Junie? Absolutely. Let's get All right. Here. So let's uh, let's introduce Mr. Jack Childress, and he's the Patriots fan I uh, aforementioned earlier. He's going to have some uh, kind of rather wild card, random takes, I guess you could say here, kind of just throwing in a little bit of commentary. So, Jack, what do you what do you think about this uh, this episode of our podcast, and what do you think you can bring to the table? So, uh, you know, thanks for having me in the first place. That's, of course. that's what I want to say. I know we live together and everything and you invited me to come and it yes. just really means a lot. So, uh, I want I just want to say thank you for letting me be here. And, uh, I can't wait to hear what you guys say. You know, I think I can, uh, throw in a, a few jabs every once in a while, you know, give my input and, uh, yeah, we'll just see how it goes. Sure, sure. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. So right now I'm going to get into my AFC North picks. And by the way, Jack mentioned he is our roommate. So that that is right. He is me and uh, Junie's roommate. Just to keep in mind, we got a little little squad in here. We like to keep it close, keep it close. But anyways, we got in the AFC North. I think Junie will like this. We start out with the Steelers at 10-6, and six, taking the division. I think they will have a bounce-back season. They will get one more win than they had last season. I think Ben will have another solid year. James Conner is going to be solid for that offense. And they have a couple big draft picks that are going to come in clutch on that defense. So I think they're going to be in first this year. I think the Cleveland Browns at 10-6 and will be a close second to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they will battle with the Steelers for first place all year long. I think they got just enough talent to be in the playoffs. With a squad like that, you got to be able to make it to the playoffs. I think they'll at least get a wild card. I got them at 10-6. and I got the Baltimore Ravens at 9-7. and I do think Lamar Jackson will have a successful sophomore season. However, I don't think it will be enough to push them over the talent that the Steelers and the Browns have. I think they got a phenomenal defense. And a rather unique offense, but I think, like Junie said, a lot of teams are going to have film on Lamar Jackson this year, and I think that's going to that's going to hurt his uh, his odds of doing well a little bit this year. So, how many round, yards? Sorry to interrupt, but oh, how, okay, many, okay. how many yards do you guys think Lamar's going to run for this year? I, I'm going to have to go five, six hundred at most. How about you? Really? I I think you're underselling his running capability. I think he's going to run for at least seven. 100 to 800 yards this season. I think that he's going to run all over the place because he's going to have to. Because defenses are going to know his tendencies. They're going to they're going to watch those little checkdowns that he throws. And I think he's going to have to use his legs a lot more than he probably wants to this season. But I'm saying 700 to 800 yards. So do you think do you think he's going to survive the entire season? Do you think he's going to be able to play the entire time, or do you think he's just going to be taking too many hits? Uh, I purely for the sake of Lamar, I I think that he's a very dur- durable um, athlete. I think he'll make it through the entire season. 
Um, and I think that we will slowly see, see him progress, but I definitely think that the Ravens are going to have a bit of a shaky start uh, because, like I said, some of these defenses are going to throw all they have at him. I agree. Good, good takes there. Good takes there. I think Lamar Jackson should should be all right somewhat this year. Definitely a talented fellow in there as a second-year guy out of Louisville. We like what we saw from him in college. I think Junie would like what he saw from him in college, being a UofL fan himself. And as we round out the division, I have a similar take to Junie that the Bengals will be 3-13. and 13. I think a good coach and Zach Taylor coming in there from the Sean McVay coaching tree, I think he will be good, but he has his work cut out for him in Cincinnati. Not a lot of talent on that roster, and the talent they do have tends to get injured quite a bit. So I think that rounds it out for the AFC North now, and I think we will move on to the AFC South which is a rather interesting division, probably the most interesting division, I'd have to say, in the AFC, wouldn't you? Casey, I am 100% with you with the AFC South. I told you before Andrew Luck retired, which, by the way, when that happened, it literally shocked Casey and I. We couldn't even believe it. Um, But even before that, I thought that this division was up for grabs. I thought that anybody could win it. Um, Obviously, I had the Colts favored before Andrew Luck retired uh, because of how great of a season that they had and the improvements that they made to their O-line and their D. Um, But now, right now, this division is wide open, and I think that literally any four of those teams um, can win it, and I think it's going to be close by all of them. So I'm going to start getting into my predictions for the AFC South. Topping off the AFC South and winning the division this season, I have the Houston Texans. Uh, the Houston Texans are going to go down in wins. They were 11 and five last year. I have them going nine and seven to win this division. Yes, only nine and seven. Um, they lost uh, the Honey Badger, obviously Tyron Matthew in the secondary. I don't think that defense and that secondary is going to recover as well without him because they already weren't that great. Uh, the offensive line still needs improvement. Deshaun Watson can be an MVP level quarterback. If he just had a better offensive line, oh. I think with the defenses in the South is going to keep them from having a better record than they did last season. Coming in second, I have the Tennessee Titans going eight and eight. Uh, like I said, I think Tennessee's just an average team. Mar- Mariota is an average quarterback. Their defense is kind of what holds them up. So I see them having a very average season. The Indianapolis Colts. I have them going seven and nine. Um, I think that that defense, that offensive line, those weapons can still get them to, you know, to a pretty solid record. And then I have the Jacksonville Jaguars going seven and nine as well. I think Foles is not going to be as great as everybody thought. Um, he doesn't have the coaching staff and the weapons like he did in Philly. All right. Interesting takes there. So, Jack, I, I think you disagreed a little bit with what he had to say about the Titans there. So what, what's your take on that? So. It wasn't with the Titans, but it was with the Texans, like you said, with the, the Texans, Texans offensive okay, line. The Texans. Oh my gosh, they're terrible. I, I saw a stat, uh, they allowed the most sacks against uh, uh, Deshaun Watson last year. And uh, I also think that this is Marcus Mariota's like do or die year, you sure. know, like depending on how this year goes, the it's kind of sucks that it's like an exploratory year because Trevor Lawrence is going to become, well, no. I'd take that back. Trevor Lawrence is the draft after this coming up draft. So they have right. one year to let Marcus Mariota like see that he can prove that he's a starting NFL quarterback. And if he can't do it, then Hey, tank for Trevor is going to be in for, full tank, effect. Tank for Trevor, tank for Trevor, 2020 Tennessee Titans. Tank for Trevor. It's a, it's a possibility. We're on our second division and we already have tank for Trevor talk. That's, that's, that's a little disturbing right there. Everybody wants that man. But anyways, we'll get into my predictions here a little bit. I got the Jacksonville Jaguars topping the division off at a mighty nine and seven, nine and seven. I think we'll get the job done in the AFC South division. That is pretty 
Pretty, pretty pecking. I'd say the pecking order in that division is pretty tight. I think any of those teams could win it, really, just like Junie said. But I got the Jacksonville Jaguars coming in at nine and seven. I think Nick Foles will do a little bit better in Jacksonville than he did in St. Louis when he was with my Rams. Goodness, I did not like him when he was on the team there. But I think he'll do a little bit better with Jacksonville, a little bit more mature, maybe a few more weapons, even I'd say, with a better coach. So I think Jacksonville will be all right at nine and seven. And at second place, I think we got the Texans, who will be nine and seven as well. I got them just missing the playoffs at the seven seed. I think the Texans got a lot of talent, got a great quarterback in Deshaun Watson, a great offense. However, I think Lamar Miller going down hurt them a little bit. Their offense, I think, will still be able to produce. But I just think in a division like that, too many things happen throughout the season. Too many upsets happen. And I think the Texans have a lot that they have to handle on their schedule this year. That is why I have them at nine and seven. I have the Titans at six and 10. I just don't think in a running offense like Mike Vrabel runs that they're going to be able to produce very many wins. And like I said, a tough division and a tough AFC. I think six wins for them is very reasonable. I got them coming in at third. And then I have the Indianapolis Colts at three and 13. I think this might be a little harsh considering that Andrew Luck just retired. I think I might have thought into that a little much, but I really think he was the true general of that offense. I don't think Jacoby Brissett is as great as they have made him out to be with this new contract. And I think they're going to struggle early in the year as they kind of try to find their identity on offense. So I think that'll wrap things up in the AFC South for us. But I have one thing I want to ask Jack, because I know he's, he's wanting to say something over there. I can tell. And I'm going to ask Jack, who's, who's kind of your wild card or your team that you think, your dark horse that nobody's really thinking is going to win the AFC South? Oh, man. Well, obviously, I had the Colts as a dark horse Super Bowl contender before Andrew okay. Luck went down. I mean, obviously, I'm a Patriots fan, and the rivalry runs deep. But, man, the Colts were looking real, real nice this offseason. You know, they made a lot of moves, had some really good draft picks, had a ton of cap space. But, you know, I think, oh, man. You know, I think it's between the Jags and the Texans. You know, okay. it's like if Nick Foles has a good year, you know, if he can come back and prove that he's a starting NFL quarterback, then I think they go 10 and six, 10 and six, win the division. And, you know, you never know what happens in the playoffs. So that was the, yeah, that's my sleeper pick. Okay. I like it. I like it. So that was the AFC South and we will now move on to the AFC East. This has to be Jack's division. You think, do you think this is Jack's favorite division? I think it is Jack's favorite division. And I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Casey, but did Jack say before the show started that this was the best division in football? I mean, I think he might have said that to be a little biased. But, you know, other than the Patriots, it's not looking too strong. Oh, I don't no, think it's looking and too I strong. And I think you should uh, I think you should get into that a little bit right here. Tell us why it's not going to look too good for the AFC East. Well, the AFC East is going to look almost very similar this year that it has in the past. The Patriots are going to dominate. I think the Patriots had 12 draft picks. This last draft, and I think that they are more athletic this season. I think they're more prepared this season. I think Tom Brady is a wizard because that man just seems like he's never going to quit playing. So I have them going twelve and four. I think that they're just going to have a standard Patriot year. They're going to lose a you know a couple hiccup games here and there, maybe lose one big game. Uh, but yeah, twelve and four for the Patriots for me. Uh, coming in, coming in second and not a very close second. I have the Jets going eight and eight. Uh, yes, I think the Jets are going to improve by a few games this year. They are going to show potential. I like Sam Darnold. I like the addition of Le'Veon Bell. 
Um, I think that's going to be a good fit for them because, you know, Bell needs a new start. You know, the Jets are up and coming. They're a young team. So I think with Darnold Bell, the offense is going to be clicking a little bit more on the passing game and the running game. And then I think that defense is only getting better every single year. So I see them going to about 8-8. Eight eight. Uh, with the Buffalo Bills, I see them just having another average Bills season. They get a few uh, marquee wins here and there. They get blown out a couple times. But overall, they're going to be a 6-10 and 10 team. And then here is my worst team in the NFL this year. And we have discussed this for all week because Casey has been playing Madden with this team with his QB1 on Madden 20. <laughs> and it is the Miami Dolphins. And I have them going 2-14. and 14. I think they are going to be the worst team in the NFL. Um, and yeah, because they have no talent. And I don't see them doing any well. So, like, who, first off, who do you think is going to win the starting QB job? Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick or Josh Rosen? I think Josh Rose, Rosen is going to struggle all season, and I think Fitzmagic is going to come out. Oh, really? I think that he is going to, you know, play a couple games, and I, I think he, I think he might get a big win. You know, one of those, one of those two wins, Fitzmagic might get a win, but you know, obviously he's getting older too. Uh, Fitzmagic is running out all the time. You know, they're about a. I th- do you think they tank for Tua too? I know we're doing a lot of, uh, a lot of tank, tank another another tank for Tua already. But, what do we? Well, think? We got tank for Tua and tank for Trevor. Tank for Tua and tank for Trevor so already. I I think I think they are going to tank for Tua. He's I, he's from Hawaii. He would fit perfect in Miami. Right, right. I <laughs> I understand that. I certainly hope these teams aren't actually tanking for these guys. They may have a shot to somehow pull out the division. However, I'm with Junie on this one. I don't think the AFC East will be very competitive at all. In fact, I have one winning team in the AFC East. Could you all maybe guess who that would be? Oh, it has to be the Miami Dolphins. Oh, hey, truly. Pats, uh, Pats, Pats. I think, I think Jack's on the right track there. I got the Pats topping the division at 13-3. and three. I don't think they'll run into too many roadblocks this season. Solid squad out there as long as Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are at the helm. I think we have the Bills finishing second at 7-9. and nine. Uh, I think the Bills are kind of a hard team to figure this year. I think Josh Allen will improve in his second year. However, I think there's too many other question marks on that offense for him to do anything really, you know, to make a lot of noise this year. I think they'll have their ups and downs, but ultimately I think the Bills will go 7-9. and nine. Might win a couple division games. Other than that, the Jets, I have at 5-11. and 11. Don't think they got much to bring to the table. Le'Veon, I think, will have an impact. But overall, just a tough AFC, and I don't think they have too much to offer against some of the elite teams. I got them at 5-11. and 11. And, of course, dropping off the bottom, I got the Miami Dolphins, who we've talked about. You know, four wins I got them at here, 4-12. and 12. I just don't see them winning any more than that. Four is really their max. And I just I don't think they have the talent to make any noise this year in the AFC. Really not that division at all. So a rough season, I think, coming up for the Dolphins. And that'll round out the AFC East. But last but definitely not least, and maybe the best division in the AFC, we will end with the AFC West to end the AFC segment of our podcast. And I think Junie has some great takes here on the AFC West that you might not expect. I Yeah, I definitely have some weird takes on the AFC West. A lot of people think the Oakland Raiders are going to be kind of like maybe a sleeper contender. I don't. I really think that John Gruden doesn't know what he's doing. Taking a decade away from coaching um, is definitely, you know, not the move for the Raiders. So I have the Raiders bottoming out the, the division at 4-12. and 12. Um, I have Denver coming in at third. I think Joe Flacco is just going to make them just as average as the Ravens were when he was starting QB for the last couple of years. Um, and they're going to be about a seven and nine team. That defense might get them a few upsets and a few big wins. Also 
obviously, the two big contenders, the two titans of the AFC, the two flashiest teams right now in the AFC from last season. We have the Chargers and the Chiefs, and it was so hard to pick who was going to win this division. Is Patrick Mahomes going to have another bounce back MVP year, or is it going to be like Lamar Jackson and these NFL defenses are seeing what he's doing? So I actually have the Chiefs coming in second in this division. A lot of people are giving me flack about that, uh, but it, I have them going 11-5 and five, uh, and getting second place in the division, obviously having the best record um, in, in the wild card round. And then I have the Chargers going 12-4. and four. Um, Their big win is going to be against Kansas City. I think they're going to win in Mexico, and I think that is what's going to give them the edge in winning the division um, in the AFC West here. Okay, Jack, you look like you had something to say over there. What, what do you got to add? So going back to your uh, your Broncos take, do you think that Joe Flacco was ever elite at one time? I do. Um, I would say in the early 2010s, maybe around – um, 2010 to 2013, uh, right in that period where he still had Ray Lewis, uh, that elite defense, and you know, he, not not was the defense elite was Joe Flacco ever elite? No, he won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl MVP. Like, yes, he yeah. had elite moments. Would I say that he was a top? Would I say he's a top five quarterback at any time? I would say he was wavering on the edge of top ten. During that period of time, I agree. With I don't. That. I don't. I don't think he is at the elite level, but I think he was a good uh, starting quarterback for a franchise at that time. I agree. I, I, I think agree. that's a pretty good take right there. We'll we'll definitely be interested to see what Joe Flacco is going to do in that offense. Maybe a little bit more weapons than he had in uh, Baltimore than he does in Denver. I think. I think he's gonna he's gonna struggle a little bit this year. I got them at six and ten to bottom out the AFC West. So I don't think he's going to have too much of an impact. Ultimately, I just don't think they can compete with the Chiefs, the Chargers, or even the Raiders, honestly. And I just think it's going to be an up-and-down year for them. 6-10, and 10, I got the Broncos at, bottoming out the division. I'll work my way up from the bottom here. I got the Raiders at 8-8. Eight and eight. I think they'll see some success on offense. When you got a guy like Antonio Brown, your offense is definitely going to improve. So I think they're going to win eight games. I don't see them making too huge of a splash, again, with the Chargers and the Chiefs. So I got them at eight and eight. And then moving on up, I got the Chargers at 11 and five. I think they're going to have another solid year. Phillip Rivers keeps on trucking. That offense keeps on trucking. I don't think they'll really skip a beat without Melvin Gordon. It doesn't look like he's going to play much this year. And I really don't think that's going to hurt him. They got too many guys on offense that make plays. Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, they'll be fine with that backfield. I got them winning 11 games. And then after that, I got the Chiefs, who you all would expect to be at the top. I got the Chiefs at 13-3 and three to win the AFC West. I have them as the number one seed coming out of the AFC. And I think this is going to be another great year for Patrick Mahomes, another great year for that Chiefs offense, and another great year for Andy Reid at the helm. I think the Chiefs will dominate the AFC along with the Patriots. And I really think that this division is going to be tough between the Chargers and the Chiefs, but no one else is going to compete. And I think that that'll end the AFC West for us. But before we finish up and get started with the AFC, I think Junie's got one more thing to say to us. I just wanted to say one more thing about your Raiders sake. You had the, I think you had them going, what, eight and eight? Yes. You said the improvements coming from Antonio Brown. Well, I mean, I don't know with this whole uh, helmet controversy, you know, Antonio Brown might not be a part of the Oakland Raiders team this season if he doesn't get over his, uh, his, helmet flaw or the change of helmet that's that's very fair to say i gotta say i've never seen a guy that has been held out of practice because he frostbit his feet and that's that's pretty interesting in itself so yeah i and you know this is coming from a steelers fan so obviously this is going to be really biased but antonio brown is showing his real colors and i think you know going to obviously a 
less talented team, a less talented organization, um, you know, a front office that doesn't really know what they're doing at the moment. I don't think that he's going to be as great as people think. I think he's going to have probably it's going to, there's going to be a significant dip in his numbers this year, and I think it's going to show. And I think it's going to hurt the Raiders. Okay, okay, I like that. I think that's very fair to say with all the controversy this offseason with Antonio Brown, but we will just have to see for ourselves. That'll wrap up the AFC, but before we wrap things up, I got one thing I want to ask Jack before we wrap up the AFC. What's your record prediction for the Patriots, and where do you think they're going to go? We we probably know the answer, but just clarify that for us. See, okay, so I don't have their uh, schedule in front of me. Ooh, actually, I might. Hold on. Give me one second, please. Uh, okay, yeah, here we go. So, you know, they played the AFC South this year. You know, that's their inner uh, conference. And the North. Yeah, they play both of them. Yeah, so they switch off every year. What do They do whatever. Yeah, so, you know, okay. So I think the Patriots are going to go 13-3 and three this year. Uh, obviously, I think they're going to go back to the Super Bowl. You know, it hurts the Patriots that they don't have Gronk this year. For him, from him retiring early, but I think the acquisition of Nikhil Harry, who is on IR right now, but also getting Josh Gordon back is going to be huge for the Patriots. Trying to keep that uh that offense going, you know, keep weapons around Tom Brady. I personally think that this is the best receiving core he's had around him in a very very long time. Like uh, the Randy Moss West Welker days were pretty nice, but you know this, I think he Tom Brady could have another great stellar year for a forty plus year old quarterback. That's that's a great point there. I think they do have a solid receiving core, and I don't think anyone would argue with the fact that they are probably the most elite team as it stands right now in the AFC, and we will definitely be looking forward to see who comes out on top of the AFC as the season progresses. We'll come back, and we'll do the NFC now, getting into a bit more of a tougher conference, I'd say. I think a few more elite teams in the NFC, and we'll get into that right here next. And we also have breaking news, so guys, you want to stay tuned because we're about to drop some breaking news that we just got on our boat. So stay tuned with us, guys. Uh Uh-oh. What is going on, guys? We are back here on the Joes and the Pros podcast, and we are now going to start with our NFC division season and playoff predictions. All right, Casey, we actually just got breaking news, and it is that your Rams just signed your guy, your guy, Jared Goff, to a record-setting contract, four years, $134 million with $110 guaranteed. Is that a lot? Is that a lot of money? That's a lot of money. And I should clarify, I didn't say $110 million. Ladies and gentlemen, $110 million guaranteed. That is absolutely ridiculous. Casey, I got to hear you. As a Rams fan, what do you think of this? Well, certainly I knew they were ready to lock him up because he was the only guy of our core elite players that hadn't been extended yet. So I certainly knew it was coming. Didn't think it would become, didn't think it would come before the season. But I certainly love the confidence that Sean McVay has in his quarterback. I love the confidence that the ownership has in their quarterback. That's something that hasn't been said about a quarterback in this franchise since maybe even the Mark Bolger days. I mean, that's that's ridiculous to think about. So I think this is great for the offense, a great confidence builder for the whole organization. When you lock a guy in for that long and that much money, it shows you the full faith is in him. 
and he has all the weapons and all the guys around him to do it. So I certainly hope Jared takes this as a great compliment. He should definitely build off this, and I think he's in for another elite season. That's awesome to hear. All right, Casey, with that being said, let's get started with our NFC West predictions. It's your division, so you go ahead. What is your predictions, and how do you think this is all going to play out? So I will say, of course, the popular pick, and of course, because I'm a Rams fan, you got to know that I'm going to be picking them too, is the, the Rams topping off the NFC West. I think a lot of people might be thinking, I think I even heard Colin Cowherd say that they think the Rams might go down a little bit this year and that maybe another team might rise up. But I really think nobody just has the talent on paper that the Rams do. You know, signing Eric Weddle in the offseason, getting Clay Matthews, two veteran guys like that who have been to the big game, been in the playoffs, and certainly know how to handle situations like that. I think those are great signings on defense. The defense will be rock solid, I think, this year, even a little bit better than last year, I think. And, of course, we know the offense is going to be great as long as Sean McVay is playing calling plays there. So I think that's going to be a great season for the Rams. I got them at 13-3, and three, number one overall seed in the West. Pretty hard schedule, but I think they'll, they'll come out pretty good, and I think they'll be 13-3. and three. So th- we move on to the second team, and I think that will be the Seattle Seahawks. I think they're going to have a solid year at 10-6, and six, but I don't have them in the playoffs because the NFC is just so deep. There's a lot of great teams in the NFC, and I think Seattle can win 10 games and still not even make the playoffs. I got them as the eighth seed on here. Two, two places out of the playoffs. So I think it's going to be up and down for them, but I think they'll be pretty good. I just don't think they're one of the elite teams in the NFC. And ultimately, Russell Wilson will have to do some of his magic again this year. A better offense, I think. He's got a couple more weapons. DK Metcalf was a good draft pick, but I think the Seahawks will be only 10-6 and six this year out of the playoffs. We got the 49ers at third at 6-10. and 10. I think Jimmy G, if he can stay healthy, might be a little bit better of an offense. But ultimately, I just don't think their defense is going to get it done in a division like that. I think the Rams, Seahawks, and Cardinals all have offenses that are capable of, of going off on that San Francisco defense. And I just don't see them winning any more than six games, being right around 500. The 49ers coming in at third. And then in fourth and last place in the NFC West, I'll take the Cardinals at 4-12. and 12. There's just not enough talent on this team for them to really do anything at all. Kyler Murray is going to have his work cut out for him this year. He's still got Larry Fitzgerald. He's got Christian Kirk, and he's got David Johnson. He has good weapons on offense, but not a great defense, a new coach in there, and just a whole new system for a bunch of guys who are really young overall. And I think the Cardinals are going to be 4-12, and 12, one, of the, one of the least good teams in the NFC. And I think – Junior would probably agree with me on that. And let's hear his take on the NFC West. And guys, I just want this to be known that Casey and I do not agree this much. Uh, we are actually just really two smart sports fans, and we love the NFL. It's both of our favorite leagues to cover, talk about, watch. Um, so, uh, you know, just, just for a heads up, we are going to argue a lot more than this, but I have to completely agree with him almost entirely on this division. The Rams, I don't have them at 13-3. and three. Uh, he Casey's mad at me because I have the Steelers beating them in Pittsburgh, <laughs> you know, in the cold. But that is what it is. I have them coming in at 12 and four, winning the division. Um, like you said, Eric Weddle, Clay Matthews, two veteran guys in that defense. That defense kind of underachieved a little bit last year. I think bringing in veteran guys like that is only going to help that defense progress. And I think that they're going to have another uh, stout season there in L.A. Uh, coming in a second, I also have the Seattle Seahawks. But I have them going nine and seven. I feel like 10 and 6 is a little bit too good for them this season. You know, Russell, you know, the last couple of years, especially since the Legion of Boom has been gone, has been kind of carrying the Seattle Seahawks on his back. And I do not see them making the playoffs coming in at 9 and 7. Uh, similarly, we also have the San Francisco 49ers uh, going 6 and 10. I do not think that Jimmy G is going to come back and be as good 
Um, as many people are leading him to believe, um, he didn't have that great of a preseason. I don't think he's ready. He might not be, you know, fully healthy. We saw that with Carson Wentz last year coming back. Didn't have that same great season. So I think he's going to struggle this year until he's officially healthy. And then we got the Arizona Cardinals. I have them going 13-3, bottom of the division, like Casey said. A lot of lack of talent there. Um, in the preseason, when Arizona was getting rushed, struggling under pressure, his completion percentage to the Blitz was really bad, and I think that he's going to struggle. I think he's going to have a good season, put up some decent numbers, but Arizona as a whole is just not there yet. Arizona's definitely probably one of the worst teams in the NFC, but Jack, what's, what's your take on this division? Anything surprising anyone might think from you here? Uh, no, not really. I have, I have the Rams uh, winning the division, obviously. I think they're the clear-cut favorite this year. You know, the Seahawks did acquire Jadavion Clowney this past week, and that does, that does move the needle a little bit, little bit on defense, but they're nowhere near the Legion of Boom like those days. You know, Richard Sherman, all those guys, nowhere near close to where uh, they used to be. And then I'm really interested to see how this Cl- Cliff Kingsbury uh, like college offense on steroids works in the NFL. You know, obviously Kyler Murray's a great quarterback. He's very, very small. So we'll see how he holds up for the the duration of his season. But, you know, like you said, he has great weapons around him. You know, I think David Johnson's going to have a bounce back year, be one of the top running backs in the league. And, uh, you know, they still have Larry Fitzgerald, old reliable, still catching passes. But, yeah, I, I really don't see them winning any, any more than, like, five games this year, at like, at most. So And, I, and like, unlike um, the AFC South, I think that the NFC West is probably one of the easiest – Divisions to predict this season, I think it's pretty, you know, it's at face value. It is what it is. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the NFC East, one of the most popular divisions. A lot of people like the NFC East. It's always got drama. It's always got entertainment. So I'm going to go ahead and start with mine. I got the Philadelphia Eagles coming back this season and winning the division at 11-5. and I think Carson Wentz might have a little bit of a struggle early in the season because he's coming back. Uh, obviously, last year he was not fully healthy. But I think that he's going to come back, and towards the latter of the season, we're going to see him uh, looking, you know, a little bit closer to that MVP form that he had um, in the 2017 season. Then I got Dallas going nine and seven. Uh, Dallas is sporadic. They have a good season. They don't have a good season. Um, I think this year, uh, Dak Prescott is going to. There's a microscope on him, and I don't think that he is going to uh, see as much success. So I have them going nine and seven. Then at 7-9, and nine, I got the New York Giants. I see them improving a lot this year. I think that Daniel Jones is going to take over around week five, week six, maybe even wow. a little bit earlier than that, maybe even a little bit earlier than that. He had some impressive throws in the preseason, but I just think that Eli Manning for the last three or four years has just really just showed the decline. And I think that Daniel Jones will come in and get a couple wins there at 7-9 and nine, uh, and have a pretty, pretty solid rookie season. And then at the bottom of the division, um, even though Jack might be upset because his, his former Ohio State Buckeyes quarterback is likely to see much time for the Washington Redskins. But, you know, similar to other bottom-tier teams, I, they just don't have the talent there in D.C. And I see the Redskins um, going 5-11. and 11. That's a pretty good take there on a division that's definitely going to be tight, I'd say. The NFC East is always tight, always a lot of parity in that division, and not maybe even the best records from some of those teams year in and year out. It's usually always a division that's won with a 10-6, and 9-7 and seven kind of record, and I wouldn't expect to see any more than that from any of these teams this year. So I'll start with my division winner I have, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they're the last division winner this year in the NFC, coming in at 10-6. and six. 
The Eagles are probably my most wild card team, I'd say, out of this bunch in the NFC. I think they're a team, if Carson Wentz stays healthy, they could be as bad as 10 and 6 and even as good as 14 and 2. But, you know, if he doesn't stay healthy, they could run into a lot of trouble without Nick Foles in that offense. So I think the Eagles are a safe bet at 10 and 6 to win that division. I think under them, I got the Cowboys just missing the playoffs as the seven seed in the NFC. I got them at 10 and six, just like the Seahawks. I think they'll have some success this year. I think they'll win some games, but ultimately just not good enough to beat some of these other teams we're going to be talking about here soon that could have good, favorable schedules in the NFC. In the third place spot, I got the Giants at six and 10. I don't think. Daniel Jones or Eli Manning is going to make a big enough impact on this team for them to be a winning team. I think they stay right around 500, 6 and 10. I have them at Saquon Barkley could be an MVP candidate on a losing team, but they just don't have anybody else really on offense to make a splash. They have a decent receiving core, and ultimately, I don't think that's going to lead for too much success for either of those guys. I think just as Junie said, maybe halfway through the year, even before that, Daniel Jones will be in there, and I don't think that's going to translate to too much success for them. Other than that, the Redskins, I think a lot of us have the Redskins as one of the worst teams maybe in the NFC this year. I got them at 3-13, and 0-6 in the division. I don't think they can compete with any of these teams in the NFC East. They're down there with the Cardinals. I just don't see much from them. They got too many quarterbacks, which is a good problem to have. But who are they going to start out there? And of all those quarterbacks, I don't think any of them are going to make too big of a splash this year. Pretty deep on offense, not a great defense. And ultimately, I think the Redskins will be 3-13 and to finish that division. We'll move on now to the NFC South, a division that has been very tight the last few years. The Saints have come out on top the last two years of that division, but there is a lot of parity in that division. And Junie, who do you have to start off that division? You know who I'm going to go with. It has to be Drew Brees in the New Orleans Saints. They have done so much improvements to that defense in that secondary Um their balanced offense, the way they run the ball with Alvin Kamara, they, I know they lost Ingram, but I still feel that they're going to be able to run the ball great with that offensive line. Uh, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas has emerged last season as a top five receiver in this league, I believe. Um, I think that they're going to have another bounce back year. Their roster is too talented to not. So I have them winning the division three years in a row. I have them going 12 and four, um, and they're going to be the third seed. They're going to barely miss out on that first round bye. Uh, coming in at second, it seems like every single year we see the Falcons, you know, have a winning season and then they have a losing season and then they have a winning season. It seems like they're hot and cold every single year. Last year they were cold. I think Matty Ice is going to come out and he's going to have another pretty, pretty solid season. Uh, he's not, obviously, I don't think he's going to play like his MVP self when they went to the Super Bowl, but I see them having a good season going about 10 and six. Uh, Carolina. Carolina is a very interesting team to pick. Obviously, the health of Cam Newton is going to determine how well this team is going to be this season. I personally think that he's not healthy. I don't think he's ready for the season. There were even talks in the preseason that he might not even play the season just so that he could recruit from his injuries. So I think that he's going to be a kind of in and out of the season until they finally realize maybe towards week 12 that, hey, we're not going anywhere. Let's rest Cam for the rest of the season. So I had them going 6-10. and 10. Uh, they might have a strong start if Cam plays, but I think they're going to fall out towards the end. Um, I also have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you know, Bruce Arians going there. He is a offensive wizard. I think that he is going. He was a great hire for them. Um, I don't think Jameis Winston is going to be that great, but I think the offense is good enough for them to get a few uh, wins here and there. So I have them going about five and eleven. I think that they can upset a few teams with how talented that offense can be. 
I think this division, more than any of them, is probably one that you could say probably has some of the most exciting offenses in the whole NFL. Absolutely. And I would have to say here that Drew Brees, being the veteran in that division, is probably the best quarterback. But other than that, I think Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, and Jameis Winston are all acceptable quarterbacks, wouldn't you all say? I don't think Jameis Winston is an acceptable quarterback. Yeah, I agree. I I think that he is too flawed. I actually have him leading the NFL in, in interceptions this year. I think that he is a bust. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a bust. I really do. I think there's a good chance that could happen on a team with a new coach and a team that's obviously less talented, I'd say, than the Saints and the Falcons. Maybe not the Panthers, but it's going to be tough for him to compete. But, Jack, I was going to ask this to you. Of all the offenses in the NFC South, what's the most exciting, do you think, to watch? You know, when the Saints are really in a groove, I think they're very, very exciting to watch. You know, Michael Thomas, like you said, is easily a top five receiver in the NFL. Drew Brees is still one of the greatest of all time. Uh, the Carolina Panthers are also so much fun to watch when Cam Newton's healthy. You know, he can he can run it. He's big. He's 6'5", like 230, however big he is. When he gets a full head of steam going, good luck trying to stop him. You know, and with uh, Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, he can do it all. You know, I, I like uh, Curtis Samuel as a sleeper pick for the uh, Carolina Panthers this year. You know, I think he's going to uh, quietly emerge as, as one of uh, Cam Newton's go-to receivers. But I also love uh, Mike Evans, too, you know, playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I agree. I don't think Jameis Winston's that good. He has been ben- he got benched like two times or something last year, and he, he still has a starting job. So, yeah, I don't really see much hope for the Buccaneers. But, you know, I think uh, yeah, my final answer is going to be the Saints. I think the Saints are the most exciting. I definitely have to agree with you there. The Saints are an exciting team in general. Great offense, great defense, great great competition last year in the NFC. They just couldn't pull that game out in an unfavorable call for sure in that NFC's championship game. But ultimately, I have them winning the division again this year, 12-4, and the number two overall seed in the NFC. I think they'll have another very successful year with Drew Brees at the helm. Sean Payton, a great coach, of course. And in second place, I have the Falcons, 9-7, and seven, an up-and-down team. You never know how successful they could be. You know their offense is going to be good, but what's that defense going to do? And I don't think they're going to get many wins because of that defense. I have them at 9-7. and seven. I think they could hover around 500 all year long, or they could even win the division, but it all comes down to that defense, and I just don't think they have it. Coming in third, I have the Carolina Panthers, 6-10. and 10. As Junie said, you know, I think Cam Newton is not in good health right now. He may not even be ready for week one. I hope he's not against my Rams because he's certainly dangerous when he's healthy. But I don't think he's healthy this season. And I think the Panthers are going to struggle offensively because of that. I got them at 6-10. and 10. And then to round out the bottom of the division, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think the Buccaneers just have a lot of questions on offense. Uh, Jameis Winston, he should, he has a lot of talent. I think he should be slightly successful with a decent receiving core. You know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, two talented guys in there. OJ Howard at tight end. He's got targets to throw to, but I don't think he's got a great coaching staff. Doesn't have a great offensive line. And I just don't think it's going to translate to too many wins in a tough division like that. I got them rounding out the bottom at five and 11. And that takes us to the NFC North to finish out the NFC, a division that certainly has three teams that can make the playoffs. And, Junie, what's your take on that? I absolutely agree with you. I think there is a possibility that any three of these teams can make it. Obviously, we're talking about the Bears, the Packers, and the Vikings. I don't think the Lions really have that much of a chance this year. Um, I don't think that Matt Patricia is really taking that organization the right way. So I have them bottoming out at 6-10. and Because Matthew Stafford's still a great quarterback. 
you know, the Lions seem to always etch out a few of those crazy wins, especially against the Packers and sometimes the Vikings like that in those crazy games, especially in Detroit. Um, but I actually have the Bears winning this division. Um, that is a very popular pick, I think. Um, that defense, I think, is the best defense in the NFL from top to bottom. Khalil Mack is a monster, and he runs it. He puts fear in any quarterback that he plays, and rightfully so. And he just only helps out the rest of that defense, whether it's the secondary, whether it's the linebackers coming up the run and the pass coverage. Um, I definitely think the Bears are going to win this division. Um, I have them going 12-4. and four. I think Mitchell Trubisky is going to improve this year. I think he's just steadily improving every single year that he is in the league, and especially with his athleticism. I think they're going to be a great overall team. Uh, coming in at second, I have the Green Bay Packers. I don't think Aaron Rodgers can have two slip-up seasons in a row. I have them going about 10-6, and six, uh, ecking into the first wild-card spot and making the playoffs and, and possibly making some noise. I think the Green Bay Packers could potentially be a pretty solid team this year. Um, when it comes to Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, I don't trust Kirk Cousins. Um, I think they're going to have a very similar uh, season as they did last year and have the exact same record of 8-8 eight and eight and just being a very average team. Could you know spark some upsets, could get a big one here and there, but also they're going to take some bad losses as well. And then bottoming out the division, like I said, Detroit at 6-10. and 10. So that's that's a good take right there on a division that I think a lot of people would agree there could very well be three playoff teams with all the talent on those squads. But I want to get Jack's take on this. Jack, we have a lot of discussion here. Who's who's probably the GOAT, you know, in the NFL? And I know being a Patriots fan, you obviously hear a lot of that with Tom Brady at the helm. Yeah. So the best quarterback in the NFL right now, who would you say? Because there's a quarterback in this division that a lot of people think is is probably the best quarterback in the league right now. And a lot of people think that's Aaron Rodgers. But, but what's your take on that? You know, that's really hard. Like the most talented, like people always try to come at me with that kind of stuff. You know, well, yeah, Tom Brady has six Super Bowls, but Aaron Rodgers is ultimately the most talented quarterback that's ever played in the NFL. Blah, blah, blah. I agree. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is an <laughs> extremely good quarterback. You know, you know, Tom Brady has the success, and Tom Brady is very consistent, but, you know, Tom Brady definitely not now has the arm strength that Aaron Rodgers has. You know, he doesn't have the, the evasiveness like Aaron Rodgers. You know, Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys that you can just put him, you can put him in the game and he is going to carry you as close to a win as possible. If he doesn't win it, you know, it's going, it goes down to the last second, you know, with the Packers, you know, past few years, it's been their defense has kind of let them down. But, you know, I think uh, the Packers getting a new head coach this year, an offensive minded coach, getting rid of Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy should have been fired like three or four years ago, in my opinion. Sure. But, um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, definitely, I think he's the best quarterback in the league right now. So you all think, and, I, and this is an open question to either Jack or Casey, uh, do you all think Matt LaFleur is the right for Aaron Rodgers? He's a rookie head coach. He is a rookie head coach. And we know that either, you know, like Sean McVay, he can come into the league and just shock the league, uh, showing those young coaches coming in that they that they bring a new spark to the to the NFL. Do you think Matt LaFleur is that guy for Aaron Rodgers, or do you think there is a potential, how do you say, like breakup in the waiting, breakup like, in the waiting, or just catastrophe, and it just doesn't work, and the Packers have another, you know, disappointing season? Here's the thing you got to take into account. Like I said earlier about the Bengals, even though I didn't have him finishing too hot, I think the Bengals have a good coach in Zach Taylor because he's a Sean McVay guy. And anybody who comes from a guy that runs an offense like he does and turned a franchise around 
like the Rams, I think is a good guy to want to have as your coach to turn a team around. I think Matt LaFleur, just like Zach Taylor, is going to have a great offensive mind coming in. He's going to have a lot of plays that people aren't expecting. He's going to open up the playbook just like Sean McVay did when he came to the Rams. And I think anybody that's got offensive mindedness like those two guys has a great shot of certainly being successful in NFL now that is a huge passing league a huge league with points put on the board now. And I really think those guys are going to flourish with guys like Andy Dalton and Aaron Rodgers and passing passing offenses like those two teams have. So I think those guys are going to be successful. And to answer your question, I think Matt LaFleur is a great fit for the Packers, who are always an offensive-minded team with an elite quarterback like Aaron Rodgers at the helm. And to bring us to our final division, my final predictions, we have the Bears topping off the NFC North at 11-5, and five, have them as the number three division winner under the Saints and the Rams. I got the Green Bay Packers at 11-5. and five. I think the Bears and the Packers will be back and forth all year. The Packers will be certainly there to compete this year with a great offseason, great coaching addition, as I just discussed. The Bears are going to be great again this year. Of course, Khalil Mack's always going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think Mitchell Trubisky will improve. I think that offense will improve a little bit. And those Bears, I think, are going to get really going this year and maybe make a run in the playoffs, which we'll get to a little bit later. In third place, though, however, I got the Vikings at 10-6, and six, and I got them sneaking into the last wild card at 10-6. and six. I think they'll be the last wild card in the NFC. They certainly got enough talent on that team to make the playoffs, and I think this year they're going to push a little bit more, and Kirk Cousins is going to make a few less mistakes, and they'll somehow get in the playoffs. A lot of good teams at 10-6, and six, like I said, in the NFC. I got the Vikings, the Seahawks, and the Cowboys all finishing in second or third in their division, and the Vikings making the playoffs of those three. So certainly a toss-up there. The Vikings at three, and then at four in the NFC North, I got the Detroit Lions. Matt Patricia, a great hire, an aging Matthew Stafford, and an offense with not too many weapons on it. I don't think it's going to equate to much for them in a tough division like that. The defense has a lot of question marks. And I certainly think a guy like Matt Patricia is going to turn some things around for that defense. However, I don't think it's going to equate to many wins. Four and 12 is what I got him at. One of the bottom feeders in the NFC. And that'll round out our NFC predictions. But we got to get to the most important part, of course. And, and what is that, Junior? What's the most important part? The most important part, man, is the playoffs, baby. Playoffs. Playoffs. You talking about playoffs playoffs (laughs) of course it's the playoffs and the super bowl coming up next guys we are going to give you every single game that we have according to our records who's going to win each round and of course we are going to give you our super bowl picks coming up Guys, we are back here on the Joes and Pros podcast, and we went through every single division. We went through every single team's record, what we thought, what we thought was going to happen. Now it's time for the good stuff, guys. We are now going to get into the playoffs. Casey, I feel like I've started off just about all of these, so I'm going to let you go first with your playoff predictions. Go ahead. Well, thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. I think this is going to be a very interesting year in the playoffs. However, I think it's going to be Very similar to what we saw last year. I think head and shoulders, the top teams in the NFC and AFC just have too much talent and too much good coaching for anybody to make a splash this year and make a big surprise in the playoffs. So ultimately, I'll start out with the wild card round. 
Wildcard weekend. I have the Chargers and the Jaguars taking on each other in the AFC and the Browns and the Steelers taking on each other in the AFC as well. In the NFC, I have the Eagles taking on the Packers and the Bears taking on the Vikings. Now, in this weekend, I think there's going to be not really an upset per se because of these teams that have been in the playoffs before and were in the playoffs last year. The only kind of upset, I guess you could say, is the Steelers advancing to the divisional round, but they have a solid squad and even could have made the playoffs last year, but just missed it. So I have them beating the Browns in the AFC. I got the Jaguars beating, or rather the Jaguars losing to the Chargers, and I got the Chargers playing the Chiefs in the divisional round. I think that's going to be a great divisional matchup. So I got the Chargers and the Steelers coming out of the AFC in wildcard weekend. And then in the NFC, I got the Eagles beating the Packers. I think that's going to be a great game, a, a shootout. And if Carson Wentz is healthy, I think you can count on the Eagles getting that win. Aaron Rodgers may not have enough left in the tank to make it to the playoffs if he can stay healthy. But I think the Eagles got more talent there. They beat them in wild card weekend. And then I got the Bears and the Vikings. Bears just are head and shoulders better than the Vikings. I think we can all agree. And I think they will beat the Vikings in wild card weekend. In the divisional round, I have the Chiefs and the Chargers in the AFC, the Patriots and the Steelers in the AFC. And then in the NFC, I have the Rams and the Eagles and the Saints and the Bears. Now, this weekend is a great weekend of football. These are all experienced teams that have been in the playoffs the past two years. Very exciting. I think the Chiefs come out on top of the Chargers. Too much talent there. Patrick Mahomes getting more experience this year under his belt and in the playoffs. I think he will excel there under Andy Reid. He'll beat the Chargers in the divisional round. I think the Patriots will come on top of the Steelers. I think the Steelers, although they have a lot of good talent on offense and defense, not enough to beat Brady and Belichick. A dynamic duo there, certainly. I think they will advance back to the AFC Championship. Then in the NFC, I got the Rams beating the Eagles. I think they have too much talent for the Eagles. I think Carson Wentz, if he's even in that game healthy, doesn't have enough to beat Jared Goff and those guys. They will put points up on the board once again. I have them returning to the NFC Championship. And then I have the Bears defeating the Saints to make it to the NFC Championship. I don't have the Saints going back simply because I think Mitch Trubisky is going to excel so well this year. He'll have enough to, to get those guys going in the playoffs. And I think that defense will really propel them into an NFC Championship game, which will bring us to our two title games. I have the AFC title as the Chiefs and the Patriots, the NFC title as the Rams and the Bears. And in the AFC, I got the Chiefs coming out on top this year. I think the youth will prevail over the veteranship in the Patriots. I think the Chiefs just have too much talent this year to not make it to the Super Bowl. They were one overtime game away from making it to the Super Bowl last year. I certainly think that was disappointing, but I certainly think this year the Chiefs will come out on top of that game and may even beat them by one or two touchdowns. I just think they have too much talent and they are too angry to get back to that Super Bowl for them not to win that game. I got the Rams and the Bears in the NFC, and I think you guys can probably take a guess. Who who do I have winning that game? Oh, it has to be the Bears, right? Ah, cer- the certainly, Bear, certainly. The, right? Bear, the Bears are coming into L.A., and, and they're going to the Super Bowl, right? Goodness, goodness. You wish that would happen. I got the Rams taking the Bears out of the playoffs, number one overall seed. I think they win that game in L.A. I think Sean McVay and his boys get back to the – Super Bowl, and I think they will take on the Chiefs in what will be a rematch of one of the greatest football games I have ever seen, and certainly one of the greatest football games everyone else has ever seen as well. In that Monday night matchup last year that was supposed to be in Mexico, ended up being in L.A., that was a great game, but I think we will have a rematch of that game this year in the Super Bowl, and I think a lot of people would be happy to see that, and I think a lot of people might be picking that as well. Junie, what do you got in your playoff predictions? 
And again, Casey, we have very similar playoff predictions as well. I'm going to start with my wild card weekend. Before you get started, though, I didn't I didn't announce my winner. I got to announce my winner. I had my Super Bowl, yes. but I didn't say the winner. All right. I didn't say the winner. Then, so we'll, we'll, then we'll hold off. We'll hold off on the winner. We'll hold off on the winner. But here we go. Here we go. <laughs> wild card weekend. I got Chiefs versus Texans in Houston. I got Browns versus Steelers in Pittsburgh. I got Philadelphia versus the Green Bay Packers in Philadelphia, and I got the New Orleans Saints versus the Atlanta Falcons in New Orleans. Let's start it off here with the AFC. I got the Chiefs getting over the Texans. I think that Texans offensive line um, is not good enough. The Chiefs led the NFL in sacks last year, tied with the Steelers, and I think that they are just going to give Deshaun Watson fits, and Patrick Mahomes is going to shine with that troubled secondary there in Houston. I think it's a perfect matchup for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think they are going to blow out the Houston Texans. Uh, Steelers and Browns, I'm picking the Steelers, not just because I'm a Steelers fan, but because the veteranship is there. We have guys that have been there before. I think the Cleveland Browns have a lot of distractions. I don't know if they're ready with a rookie head coach. And if Baker Mayfield is ready just yet, he'll get there. But is he ready yet for the playoff stage? I don't think so. So I have the Steelers beating the Browns in the wild card. Let's get to the NFC. And I got the Eagles and Packers. Um, I have the Eagles beating the Packers. Carson Wentz is just too big of a stud, and I just think that defense of the Eagles is just going to edge out the Packers' D, and I think that is where they have the advantage. And in Philadelphia, those fans are crazy. I have the Eagles beating the Packers. Then we got the Saints and the Falcons, which I think is going to be the best game if it you know comes to be um, in the wild card round, just because they're huge rivals. But typically in this game, it's always the home team that wins. So I am picking New Orleans to win that game. Let's get to the divisional round where we have the number one seeded Chargers go, going against the Kansas City Chiefs in the soccer stadium. I don't know the name of the stadium. I'm sorry that I don't know the name of an MLS stadium, but I have the Kansas City Chiefs beating the San Diego Chargers or the LA Chargers. I always say San Diego guys. You're just gonna have to bear with me on that one. I'm still I'm so used to it. <laughs> but uh I have I have the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Los Angeles Chargers in LA. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, just too too much of a talent, too big of a stage. I think he's ready for it. Um, I think they are going to beat the Chargers. Don't trust Phillip Rivers in the big moment, so I have the Chiefs beating them. Patriots and Steelers, I think that this will be the best game in the playoffs if it happens. These two teams absolutely hate each other, but I have to give it to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick at home. I do not think the Steelers can beat them in Gillette Stadium. It breaks my heart to say that. I actually think that they have a team suited to beat the Patriots this year, but I just don't see it happening at that stage um, in Gillette Stadium. So I have the Patriots beating the Steelers to go on to the AFC Championship for that rematch. Then in the NFC, I have the Rams and Eagles, just like Casey did, and I have the Rams coming up on top. I do not think the Eagles can travel all the way across the country uh, from one week to another and then come in and beat probably what's going to be the best team in the NFC. And then the last game of the divisional round, I have the Bears playing the Saints. The Saints are not an outdoor team. Uh, They never have been. And, you know, going from playing in the Dome in New Orleans, then going up to cold Chicago in January in the Windy City, I don't see how they can get a win there. And I have the Bears advancing as well. So we actually, Casey and I, have the exact same uh, conference championships, and we're going to have the same Super Bowl as well. Because I think that the Chiefs are going to beat the Patriots this year. I think that that team knows what to expect. They were at that stage last year. And I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. And then again, like I said, I don't think the Bears from one week playing in the cold at home can go out to L.A. and beat the Rams in L.A. Coliseum. And I think that the Rams and Chiefs are going to play each other 
in Super Bowl 54. That's a great, uh, the great take on the playoffs there, certainly. I think a lot of people have those teams in their Final Four, and a lot of people have those teams maybe even making the Super Bowl. I know everybody wants to see a Chiefs-Rams matchup. What an exciting game that was. But that'll lead us to our final picks for the Super Bowl. So, Junie, who do you have winning that game and why? You're going to hate me for saying this, but I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, all right. I think that offense is too dynamic, and signing Tyron Matthew is going to fix a lot of problems in that secondary. I think it's going to give it a little spice to that defense, which already has a great front seven. Like I said earlier, they led the NFL. They tied the Steelers. Um, and with 52 total sacks last season. So I think that that is also going to give them another edge. And then Patrick Mahomes, I just genuinely think that he is the new up-and-coming guy. He's flashy. He's a winner. He has the right attitude. And that offense with Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Mahomes, that offensive line, they are lethal. And I think that they are going to be the Super Bowl champions this year. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's certainly a great, a great point there. I think the Chiefs there have a very talented squad and I think they have a great chance of winning the Super Bowl, but I got to go with my Rams, man. I got to, man. Got to have them winning the Super Bowl there. I think Jared Goff makes it back. He redeems himself. Sean McVay leads those boys to a comeback win in the Super Bowl. And I think the Rams will take that one this year. That's just me, some Rams fan, giving you my take on the Super Bowl. And that's just some Steelers fan giving you his take on the Chiefs. We hope you all have enjoyed this first episode. But before we go, one final word from Jack. Simply, I want you to say, in three words or less, who is winning it all this year in the NFL? New England Patriots. Three words or less, folks. He said it right there. The Patriots fan, of course, thinks the Patriots are going to win it all. The Rams fans think the Rams are going to win it all. And the Steelers fan thinks the Chiefs are going to win it all. Who's a realistic fan? Of course. A of realistic course. fan. I, I just want to say, I know both of you said this in the podcast, but uh, the Chiefs lost to the Patriots two times last year. You know, And granted, they were both close games, but there's no way in hell Andy Reid is ever out coaching Bill Belichick. Certainly a great point there, Jack. And we know you love your Patriots. We know we are expecting a lot from them this year. And we certainly know that they might end up being in the Super Bowl again. But again, we hope you all have enjoyed this first episode of the Joes and the Pros podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify and the TuneIn app. Be sure to keep keep up with us. We will be coming out with one or two episodes a week, and we'll be filling you all in on more information as the season moves along. And tune in next week on the next episode of the Joes on the Pros podcast.